wondered what it means to live in the power of the resurrection of Christ? Is the resurrection of Jesus something you know for sure is the most important Christian doctrine? But within yourself, you wonder, how can I really apply the power of the resurrection in my own life? Today, I want you to stay tuned because God has a word for you, a powerful, a personal, prophetic word that will teach you how to live in the power of the resurrection. Stay with us today as we show you the miraculous manifestation of the third day and its effect in your life. Hi, I'm Dr. Michelle Corral, and I'm so glad you joined us today. Today, I want us to take a deeper look at the resurrection of our Lord and apply the power of the resurrection to our personal life. This was a prayer that Paul prayed that I may know him and the power of his resurrection. What does it mean to know the power of the resurrection? And also in Romans chapter 8, verse 11, the Bible says that if Jesus be risen from the dead and his spirit dwells in you. So today, beloved, I want to go in to teach you something about the resurrection that perhaps you didn't know. First of all, before we begin, I want to show you the importance of looking at the Hebrew scriptures and seeing the Hebrew scriptures as types, shadows, and evidences of what God does in the New Testament scriptures. Because the New Testament is the fulfillment of the Hebrew Old Testament. Now, beloved, I'm going to show you that God's plan of salvation was inscribed in creation. Before the world ever began, the cross and the resurrection are inscribed in the third day of creation. And we see this as a code that is set all throughout the scriptures where we see the third day, we will see the tree. The first supernatural secret of the miraculous manifestation of the third day that will show us the perfection of resurrection in our own personal life is going to be evaluated through an observation of every time we see the third day throughout scripture. In certain junctures, we are going to see miracles that take place that are specifically related to the third day. Now, I want you to understand that nothing is written in the Bible by coincidence and nothing is written in the Bible that is just happenstance. We must understand that the Bible is put together by divine design and that every word is personal, powerful, and prophetic for our personal lives. So when we look at the third day all throughout scripture and we see events revolving around the third day, we see that the third day within itself is a similitude. It is a symbol. It's a type and a shadow of what Jesus did on the cross and what he did for you and I in the resurrection and how we can live 
in the power of that resurrection. I call these miracles that occurred on the third day throughout the scriptures, miraculous manifestations of the third day that reveal the perfection of the resurrection in you and I. So let's look at the first supernatural secret that we find here in the word of God. The very first supernatural secret of the third day is going to be found in the book of Joshua. I want you to understand that Joshua chapter one is a very important text. And first of all, we need to see that the children of Israel, after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, are now ready to go in and possess the promises that God has ordained for their lives. The delay in destiny is over. And I'm so glad that when we live in the power of the resurrection, we can claim that the delay of destiny is over because of Christ. We've been given a destiny. And so here we see in Joshua chapter three, that the children of Israel arrived on the borders of the Holy Land and they arrived in the banks of the Jordan. But a very specific command came from God. A charge was given to Joshua that Joshua could not cross over into the land of Canaan until three days were passed. Now, I want you to understand they have finished The wandering in the wilderness is over. As a matter of fact, the days were terminated at the death of Moses. The Bible tells us if we see in Deuteronomy chapter 11, chapter 1, we see that in the 11th month, in the first day of the month, the book of Deuteronomy was written. Moses gave the children of Israel the final command after 40 years of wandering in the wilderness. He also accentuated in Deuteronomy all of the laws that pertain to the possession of the promises of God. This is a denominator of destiny that we find in all the laws of Deuteronomy. However, we do see that after the death of Moses, and historically speaking, according to the rabbinic writings, Moses dies. He passes away on the seventh day of the 12th month, which is the month of Adar. And so the children of Israel weep and mourn for Moses for one month. After that month, it will be the seventh day of the first month. And on the seventh day of the first month, thus we have the beginning of the book of Joshua. Now, why am I saying this? Because they're ready to go. They're already there. They're at the plains of Moab. They can see the river Jordan right where they are. Why not just cross over now? It's so convenient. We've gone through 40 days. It's time to enter in. But I want you to see something. God is going to command Joshua that they cannot enter in. They are going to have have to wait for three days. And we are going to see that this miraculous manifestation of the third day is going to prophetically parallel that through the resurrection of our Lord, we come out of the past into our promise or into our prophecy. You see the children of Israel, it is a prophecy that was given to them hundreds of years ago that they should possess the land of Canaan, that they would be the inheritors of what God promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But a 40-year delay in destiny occurred wandering in the wilderness. And now it is time 
time to go up and possess the promise. Yet, after everything has been accomplished, God is going to command in Joshua chapter 1 verse 11. And also in Joshua chapter 3, we are going to see that they cannot cross over the banks into their breakthrough until three days are passed. Let's look at the scripture so we can see this clear and concise in the word of God. Going to Joshua chapter one, we are going to see in verse 11, how the third day, the miraculous manifestation of the third day, which represents the resurrection of our Lord, how Jesus Christ paid the price on Calvary's cross. But when he was raised from the dead, that resurrection paid a price. It it caused a breakthrough to happen in your life that is so phenomenal that if he was not raised from the dead, you could never come out of your past into your prophecy. But now you've got God's guarantee that because he's risen from the dead, you can hold on to every promise. You can see that God is faithful to fulfill every word that he's ever given to you. And we see this prophetically paralleled and foreshadowed in Joshua chapter one verse 11. This is the passing out of the passing from the past of wandering in the wilderness and possessing the promise of God. Let's look at the word. Joshua 1 verse 11 says, pass through the host and command the people saying, prepare you victuals for within three days, you will pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land, which the Lord your God gives you to possess it. Now, beloved, did you see this? It it doesn't even make sense. Why would you, after 40 years, delay in destiny, camp out on the banks of the Jordan for three days? I mean, we've already lost so much time. Why is the Bible emphasizing that God is saying, command the host, prepare victuals, for within three days you will pass over the Jordan. Now, I want you to understand that this is spiritually significant. The three days is not an accident. The Bible is showing us something that occurred in the resurrection of our Lord, and it is being revealed here in the book of Joshua, the price that he paid and the promises that are released into our lives through the miraculous manifestation of the third day. Let's look at this emphasized again in Joshua chapter three, verse one. The Bible is showing us that it was not until the third day that God brought them from a place of transition into position to possess the full possession of promise in the land of Canaan. Look at the word. Joshua chapter three, verse one says, and Joshua rose up early in the morning and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. And all the children of Israel lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. Now, beloved saints, I want you to see that the text teaches both in Joshua 1, 11 and in Joshua 3, verse 2, that Israel could not cross over the banks to their breakthrough until three days were finished. 
And we see that it is very clear and very concise because if we do the mathematics, which are not difficult, already we said that Moses went to heaven on the uh, in the 12th month, in the seventh day of the month. The children of Israel mourned for Moses 30 days. After the 30th day would be the first month and the seventh day. So therefore they landed in the banks of the Jordan in the seventh day of the first month. Now we're going to see that the scripture records for us in Joshua chapter four, verse 19. The Bible tells us that it indeed was three days. It took three days. They had to wait and three days for the possession of promise to come into being. And here we see it. The Bible says, in verse 19 of Joshua chapter 4, and the people came up out of the Jordan in the 10th day of the first month, and they encamped in Gilgal in the east border near Jericho. Dear child of God, I want you to see something. It does not matter how far-fetched. It does ma not matter how impossible your situation may seem. I want you to know because Jesus is risen from the dead, because the power of his resurrection lives in you, that power of his resurrection, that power is the price. That power paid the price. God is giving his guarantee that the promises that God gave you are not dead. They are alive. They are not contingent on our works. They are contingent on what he did. Now let's look at the second miraculous manifestation of the third day so that you and I will understand the wonders of the resurrection so that we might live, as Paul said, in the power of the resurrection so that we can claim full possession of promise. The Bible tells us we have not because we ask not. The Bible says my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So if we don't know the full spectrum of what the text teaches us about the miraculous manifestations that have occurred in the scripture on the third day, then we are going to miss the foreshadowing, the pointing, the evidence that the scripture is showing us that occurred, the infallible proofs that the Bible is showing us that are ours through the power of his resurrection. The second miraculous manifestation of the third day that I want us to see here, beloved saints, is going to be from bondage to breakthrough. I want you to see that God has already promised that all bondage in your life has already been destroyed and that the third day brings us out of our bondage, out of our past, into our promise, into the place God has ordained for our lives. I want you to see what the Bible is teaching us. In Exodus chapter 3, verse 18, we are going to see that the text gives a concise, precise reference to the resurrection in Exodus 3, 18. The Bible is going to show us that three days is a supernatural symbol of not only breaking bondage, but going from bondage into our breakthrough. The Bible says, <coughs> 
The Lord said to Moses, you shall say to the king of Egypt, verse 18, part B of the verse, you shall say to him, the Lord God of the Hebrews has met us. Now let us go three days journey into the wilderness. Now I want you to understand something. The Bible is not interested in the fact that you know the distance in the sense that you know how many map miles that actually is. What the Bible is showing us is that the three days out of Egypt, it took them three days to break out of the bondage of Egypt. And when they came out of the Egypt, out of Egypt, they began the journey to the promised land. This is a type and shadow that shows us the miraculous manifestation of the third day because Egypt in a spiritual sense of scripture is a prophetic parallel of the snares of the past. Egypt is a prophetic parallel of all of the bondage that we were involved in before Christ raised us from the dead through his resurrection. I want you to see that through the power of the resurrection, we come out of our past into our prophecy. Just as the children of Israel went three days distance from Ramses all the way to Mount Sinai area, I want you to see, dear people of God, that this is a miraculous manifestation of the third day. Because Ramses is the place they were enslaved. Ramses is the place of bondage. But three days took them into an entire different atmosphere. Three days lifted the level of living on this earth. The third day transformed their pain into gain because now they are going to become the people of God used for God's glory. Let's go a little further. And I want you to see how very important the third day is. Let's go, beloved saints, and look at Exodus chapter 3. And we are going to look at verse 22. I want you to see this so clearly. Exodus 3, looking at Exodus chapter 3 and seeing verse 22, as we look at God's word, here we are going to see in Exodus 3, 22, the very first healing covenant that God is making with Israel. And as a matter of fact, this healing covenant, and we're seeing it not in Exodus 3, excuse me, we're seeing it in Exodus 15, verse 22. The Bible says, so Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea and they went out of the wilderness of shore three days into the wilderness and found no water. Now, beloved saints, I want you to see something. They have already left Egypt. Now it took a three-day journey to leave Egypt. So we see this as a prophetic parallel of breaking the bondage into your breakthrough. That is the spiritual similitude of leaving Egypt and three days into the place of of deliverance and breakthrough in your life. But we also need to see that once they passed through the Red Sea, something incredible begins to happen in their lives. In the Red Sea, Paul speaks about it being in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, a type of baptism unto the things of God. And here we see that after the Red Sea, 
the Bible says they went three days into the wilderness of Shur. And when they came to the waters of Mara, they could not drink for they were bitter. Now, beloved, I want you to see that the waters of Mara are a prophetic parallel of the sufferings that we go through in this life. The waters of Mara are prophetically paralleled to stress, to distress, to personal pain, to all of those um, terrible tribulations that we're going through. And we don't feel that we have any hope. And the waters of Mara are a bit shocking. After they came out of Egypt, aren't all the waters going to be sweet? How can it be that after Egypt, we come to a place and we can't even drink the waters? But God is going to show Moses a supernatural sign. God is going to show Moses something that is spiritually significant that always corresponds with the third day. As a matter of fact, the Bible says in Exodus 15 verse 24 that Moses cried unto the Lord and the Bible says the Lord showed him a tree. So here we see spiritually significant symbols. We see the tree, which is a type of cross. We see this because the Bible tells us in Acts chapter 10, verse 38, if we look at verse 39 also, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of these things, which he did, both in the land of of the Jews and Jerusalem, whom you slew and hanged on a tree. So I want you to understand that hanging on a tree is spiritually synonymous with the cross. So here we see, beloved saints, without a doubt, that here in Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 through 25, we are seeing three days and the tree, which is a type and a shadow of the cross. So why are three days and the tree so spiritually significant? Because the tree, when it was cast into the waters, made a transformation of those bitter waters sweet. You see, this is a type and a shadow of what the resurrection does in our life through the power of the cross. You see, you might have gone through a time of tremendous tribulation, but God says his final word is not tribulation, but miraculous manifestation of purpose and and glory to be given to his name. You might have gone through dark days, but God does not say dark days. God says destiny. You might have gone through a, a time of tremendous pain, but God does not say pain. God says pain only used to train for greatness. You see, beloved saints, the bitter waters being made sweet. God has purpose behind your pain. God has something specific behind your suffering that the eye has not seen. Neither has the ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man, the things that God has prepared for them that love him. 
And it is because of the third day that we can say, I'm not stuck in this storm for the rest of my life. Because of the third day, you can say, my bitter waters have been made sweet. God is going to turn the mistake into a miracle. God is going to use everything for his honor and glory in my life. That is why the Bible says all things work together for good to them who love God and are the called according to his purpose. So let us continue in the context and let us see the third miraculous manifestation of the third day. The third miraculous manifestation of the third day is that if Jesus was not risen from the dead, child, the curse could never go in reverse. But I want you to know that because he's risen, every sickness, every disease, Every curse has gone in reverse. No spiritual stronghold can ever have dominion over you because he is risen. And how do we see this? How do we have the evidence? How do we know, beloved saints, that the resurrection, the miraculous manifestation of the third day frees from disease? Let's look at the word of God. Here we see a, an incredible demonstration of the miraculous manifestation of the third day and the power of the resurrection of Christ prophetically prefigured in the Hebrew scriptures, seen in the miracle given to Hezekiah, king of Jerusalem. If we look at 2 Kings chapter 20, we are going to see throughout the narrative concerning Hezekiah, we get this narrative not only in 2 Kings chapters 18 through 20, we get it also in Isaiah chapter 38, 39. We also get these particular um, details concerning Hezekiah in 2 Kings or excuse me, 2 Kings chapter 20, as we said, but also 2 Chronicles. And so, beloved saints, today we are going to select the 2 Kings 20 version of the miraculous manifestation of healing given to Hezekiah on the third day. Here we are looking at the scripture so that we do not take the text out of context. We will see that Hezekiah had, an, had a tremendous word over his life. Hezekiah was one of the most righteous kings that ever lived, and his destiny was to preserve the land of Judah, but particularly his destiny was to protect the city of Jerusalem in the time of the siege. The siege was when Sennacherib came into the Holy Land and literally ravaged and plundered the northern kingdom. He devastated Israel. He took captivity captive and brought all the inhabitants of the northern kingdom, the ten tribes, and scattered them to the ends of the earth. He also made an invasion into the south. And he began to take the fenced cities of Judah unto himself. But the Bible tells us there is something about the city. When the anointing is in the city, when there is kingship in the city, and when there is the prophetic word in the city, the prophet Isaiah was in the city. Hezekiah 
was anointed. He was God's anointed servant. The kings of it, the kings of Judah were God's anointed. The Bible says of King David, I have made my him my firstborn, higher than all the kings of the earth. So I want you to see the kings of Judah were highly anointed. So we have Hezekiah as an anointed vessel. We have Isaiah as living in the prophet, the prophet Isaiah living in the city of Jerusalem during the time of the siege. And we also have all of the critical components for the tabernacle and for the temple inside the city. All of the anointed vessels are in the city. So therefore, beloved saints, it would seem that the city should be protected. But I want you to see Hezekiah's mission was to protect the city. The mandate of his ministry was going to rest upon the fact that because of his life, God was going to honor his service and his faithfulness to such a degree that he's going to spare the city of Jerusalem solely on the merit of King Hezekiah and King David of the past. So before that destiny is born, I want you to understand that the enemy put a death assignment over Hezekiah. Oftentimes, God has called us to do things in our lives. He's called us to great things. He's called us to purpose. He's called us to promise. He's called us to possess the promises of God. But yet, beloved saints, so often we see obstacle courses that prevent us from taking the territory that God has ordained in our lives. So often we come into battles, but God has promised blessings out of those battles. But so often we say, God, why did I have to go through this? Didn't you promise me in your word that I was going to possess these promises? And the answer is yes. But I also want us to understand that there is a battle out there. And we must also understand that the higher the calling, the greater the ministry. We are going to see that at times we are going to go through things we don't understand. And Hezekiah was struck right before the city was saved. Hezekiah was struck right before God spared Jerusalem. And this was to take him out on a death assignment because God had ordained him to save the city. And so the prophet Isaiah comes to him in the days when he was sick. Let's look at the word. Second Kings chapter 20, verse one. In those days, Hezekiah was sick unto death. And Isaiah, the prophet, the son of Amos came to him and said unto him, Thus says the Lord, get your house in order, for you will die and not live. Now, I want you to understand what Hezekiah did as soon as he got the death sentence. The Bible says he turned his face to the wall and began to cry out to God and began to plead with God. And immediately before Hezekiah could finish his prayer, the Almighty spoke to the prophet Isaiah and said, turn around and go back and tell Hezekiah, look at the verse in verse five. The Bible says, the Lord said, turn again and tell Hezekiah, I have heard your prayer. I have seen your tears. Behold, I will heal you on the third day and you will go up to the house of the Lord and worship. You see, I want you to understand something. 
God could have healed Hezekiah right there on the spot because the healing was already there. But I want you to understand that the healing could not miraculously manifest until three days since the time he was diagnosed with it. Why is three days some special number? I want you to understand this is not what the Bible is teaching us. The Bible is not teaching us that there is some some superstitious uh, reason behind the third day. You and I must understand this has nothing to do with coincidence. This has nothing to do with superstition. I want you to understand, dear people of God, that the third day was planned out in the word to teach us about how the third day has caused the curse to go in reverse in our lives. And today, God wants you to know that the curse is going in reverse. This is why verse 8 says, And Hezekiah said to Isaiah, What shall be the sign that God will heal me, that I shall go up to the Lord on the third day? So, beloved saints, I want you to know that God provided the the sign through the miraculous moving of the sundial. Now, beloved saints, I want you to see. We have seen through the miraculous manifestation of the third day, the curse goes in reverse. We have also seen through the miraculous manifestation of the third day, the power of God frees from disease because Jesus is risen from the dead. And we also see through the miraculous manifestation of the third day coming out of our past into our prophecy and promise. Beloved saints, I invite you, look at these scriptures found from Joshua chapter 1 verse 11, Joshua chapter 3 verse 11, and these scriptures shown for us in Exodus chapter 15, verses 22 through 26. And I also want you to see, beloved saints, the miraculous manifestation of the third day that is shown to us in the word of God, how God will make the bitter sweet and how we will go up and take possession of the promised land that God has promised us. Hallelujah, beauty for ashes. And this is why the Bible is teaching us how these miraculous manifestations of the third day take place in our own lives. The curse is about to go in reverse. Hezekiah's testimony that the miraculous manifestation of his healing took place on the third day because Jesus is risen from the dead. Amen and amen. Beloved, today, I invite you to receive the miracle power of God I invite you, beloved saints, to appropriate the power of his resurrection into your life. I want you to see, beloved saints, throughout the scripture, the Bible shows us this miraculous manifestation of the third day, even in creation. You see, beloved, inscribed in creation is God's plan of salvation. We see this on the third day because the third day is a time period before time. You see, on the fourth day, God created the sun, the moon, the stars, the luminaries. And we see on that fourth day of time, that fourth day of creation, the Bible says for signs and for seasons, for days 
and for years. This is when time was created on the fourth day of creation. But on the third day of creation, beloved, we see a miraculous manifestation of the third day, how the curse goes into reverse as we look at Hezekiah, who was sick nigh unto death, and he cried unto God, and God spoke to him. Just as God spoke to him, God spoke to the prophet Isaiah and said, go tell Hezekiah that he will be healed. And on the third day, he shall go up to the house of the Lord and worship. Beloved saints, I want you today to appropriate this power in your life. If Jesus is not risen from the dead, the Bible tells us we as believers are most miserable. But I'm so grateful that Jesus is risen from the dead. I'm so grateful that every one of you today can claim the power of the resurrection and your healing in your body. That every one of you today can claim, I'm coming out of my past into my prophecy. I'm going to today possess the full possession of promises that are here in God's word, just like the children of Israel when they were on the banks of the Jordan. And today, I want you, beloved saints, to see this miraculous manifestation of the third day is seen all throughout scripture, even in the full possession of promise that God shows us in his word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, today I thank you for miraculous manifestations on the sick bodies. I thank you today for sons and daughters of God that today will be fully equipped to come into that new place of promise that God has ordained for their lives. I want to thank you, Lord, that, Lord, the curse is going in reverse today. And, Lord, we praise you for the miraculous manifestation of the third day in our lives. For Jesus' sake we pray. Amen and amen. Beloved, if you joined us today, I invite you to go to our website on mydayofdestiny.com. That's mydayofdestiny.com, where you can view any of our recent podcasts and also receive a copy of my book, my book, which is Secrets of the Anointing. There are many other books and products that you can secure on this website, and we invite you to do so. Also, those of you that want to become a partner in worldwide, not only evangelism, but helping the poorest of the poor, children that are in Nadu Tamil, India, or children in Pakistan that are children of Christians that are under severe persecution. You could go to breathofthespirit.org. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you very soon.